Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Four Vaginas Only. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about information you need to know if you have a twin pregnancy. Hello and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. All right, so I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking twins run in your family or you currently have a twin pregnancy and you might even be freaking out a little bit trying to figure out what it is you need to know in case this is happening to you soon or in case it's happening to you now. So let's talk a little bit about multiples. That's how we refer to them. Multiples is any pregnancy that has more than one and most commonly it's a twin pregnancy. So I'm Dr. C, or Dr. Celestine, the host of Four Vaginas Only, and I'm an obstetrician and gynecologist working in New Jersey, and I've been an OBGYN for many, many years. So let's get into it a little bit. Okay, so I do also hear a lot of people, you know, when they're younger and talking about being pregnant, saying they just want to have two babies at once and get it over with. That's a really common sentiment that I'm sure a lot of you have heard other people say as well. Now, when I was younger, I would say I kind of fed into that a little bit, but as I got older and realized you know, not only in my profession, but just in general, that there are more risks with twin pregnancies that I didn't really share in that same sentiment. And I still don't right now. I think twin pregnancies are great and they're, you know, any pregnancy is a miracle and there are really safe ways to get through it depending on the type of twin pregnancy you have or the the type of multiple gestation pregnancy you have. But it is definitely a riskier pregnancy than just having one baby in your abdomen. So let's talk about some of those risks. So the women that have a twin pregnancy have an increased risk of certain complications, one of them being preeclampsia, or it's also known as high blood pressure in pregnancy. So anybody that has a twin pregnancy has a higher risk of that. You also have a higher risk of having gestational diabetes, which is diabetes in pregnancy that sometimes needs to be managed with insulin. There is also a higher risk of anemia, meaning a low low iron in your blood from a twin pregnancy. And that's because in general pregnancy, you have a risk of anemia. But now think of it, I like to think of it as kind of two babies sucking the nutrients out of you a little bit more than one. So you have a higher chance of becoming anemic. You have a higher chance of hemorrhage, meaning heavy bleeding after delivery. And that's more so because the uterus is stretched out a little bit more than if you had one child in there. And it doesn't always want to come back down to its normal size as quickly. It doesn't spring back as quickly if you think of like a rubber band um, when both of those kids come out of there once it's been overstretched for so long. So that's not always the case, but you do have a higher chance of that heavy bleeding afterwards. You have a higher risk of C-section. A lot of Twin pregnancies are delivered by C-section. They don't have to be, which we'll talk about that, but a lot of them are. And then as a mom of twin pregnancy or a twin gestation, you have a higher risk of postpartum depression, feelings of sadness, lethargy, um, just overall not feeling great after delivery. And I think that's for multiple reasons. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know some people personally that have twins and it's just really hard to have two small babies at once. One baby at once is really hard. So (laughs) two is very, very hard. You need to have a great support system, not only a great partner if you choose to have a baby with a partner, but you need to kind of have 
like a village around you, whether it's a village that you create or one that was already there to begin with, you need help. You need help more than someone that just has one baby, which is saying a lot because I feel like every mom needs help in the beginning. So afterwards, with a twin pregnancy, you need a little bit more help and it's a little bit more draining on your day-to-day life. And I think that's what increases the risk of postpartum depression in moms that have twins all right, so we talked about the end a little bit. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. So what's important is determining in the beginning what type of twin pregnancy you have. And we call that determining your chorionicity, determining how many placentas are there and how many amniotic sacs are there. And that's important for many different reasons. Depending on what type of twin pregnancy you have is important for monitoring that pregnancy while you're still pregnant. And it's also important in determining when you're going to deliver and how you're going to deliver. So the way that that's done is by ultrasound. And the earlier that this can be determined, the better. So the way that it works is, for example, if you look at the ACOG website, which is the governing body for OBGYNs in the United States, they talk about it about what ultrasound sees. So they say when an ultrasound clearly shows two placentas or two different genders of the baby, then the pregnancy is considered dichorionic. If there's only one placenta, then they look at a certain aspect of the ultrasound on the placenta to distinguish the chorionicity then. And that's something that they're looking for is called the twin peak sign, also called the lambda or the delta delta sign. And it's actually a triangle-shaped tissue that looks very similar to the placenta and that helps the ultrasonographer or the maternal fetal medicine doctor trying to determine this figure it out. So you can have one placenta but have two gestational sacs that's considered monochorionic diamniotic, or you have one placenta and only one amniotic sac that both babies are sharing. That's called monochorionic monoamniotic. So we refer to them as di-di, mono-di, or mono-mono twins. Now, all babies are, you know, equal, loving, great, but in terms of pregnancy risks, the best type of twin pregnancy to have is a di-di twin pregnancy. Um, in between kind of is the mono die, and then the most complicated one is the mono-mono, where there's one placenta and one sac. So if you have die-die twins, you usually deliver around your 38th week of the pregnancy. That's when it's scheduled, usually, if it doesn't happen before, because twin pregnancy, one of the biggest risks overall for the babies is prematurity. So a lot of twin pregnancies deliver early naturally, um, but if you make it to 38 weeks, that's usually when a die-die twin pregnancy will be scheduled to deliver. A mono-die is usually anywhere between 34 to 30 to before 38 weeks. And then a mono-mono is usually around 32 weeks to 34 weeks. And that's because really both babies are sharing the same sac. The umbilical cord can get compromised. Um, One placenta is feeding two babies. So It's just a riskier pregnancy. So although the babies will have to spend time in the NICU if delivered early, we consider the 32 to 34 week time period as the point where the benefits of remaining pregnant does not outweigh the risk. Mono-mono twins also have a risk of something called twin-twin transfusion syndrome because they share the same placenta. Sometimes one baby kind of sucks up more of the nutrients than the other. So you'll have one really large baby and one really small baby. Also has 
the highest risk of having one baby pass away in the uterus, which is a risk in all twin pregnancies, but more so with the mono-mono twin pregnancies, which is why, you know, that's the least favorable of the twin pregnancy types. All right, now let's talk about delivery. So if you have an obstetrician that's comfortable delivering a breech baby, which means a baby that's not coming out head first, then you'll likely be offered a vaginal delivery if you have especially die-die twins and the first baby that's closest to coming out, so the baby that's closest to your cervix, is head down. Most of these deliveries will take place in an operating room because sometimes the first baby comes out head down normally and then the second baby needs to have a very quick C-section to come out. And that could be either because it's stuck in a certain position that's not favorable for a vaginal delivery and the doctor's unable to turn that baby or after the first baby comes out, the second baby's like heartbeat isn't as strong or as great. Um, so a lot of these deliveries happen in the operating room, even if the intent is to have a full-fledged vaginal delivery for both babies. So most physicians will attempt a vaginal delivery if the first baby's head is down. I will say with mono-mono, that's more unlikely. If you have mono-mono twins, most physicians will tell you that you should probably have a C-section. Both babies sharing one sac and one placenta makes that a riskier vaginal delivery. So the majority of OBGYNs I know will do that via a C-section. Now, those that have one placenta and two sacs, I've seen go either way. I know for me, I feel more comfortable doing that as a C-section. That's because once you have one placenta, it just gets a little bit more complicated. So the placenta is what connects mom to baby. And if both babies are feeding off of just one, then when one baby is delivered, it just... It compromises, I believe, the placenta. You just want to make sure that both babies are delivered safely. So more commonly, what I would see is those that have a die-die twin gestation. Those are the moms that are, you know, if the baby's first head is down, that will be offered the vaginal delivery at most OBGYN offices. Now, I'm not speaking about every OBGYN office. Um, I know that's what I would be comfortable with and a lot of my colleagues, but if you want a certain type of delivery, I always say try to find the right doctor for you as long as you feel comfortable with them. Um, but look at the research yourself a little bit. Uh, make sure that they know what they're doing. They've done this before because that's really important as well. They've trained to do it because it's not, you know, I, I see twin pregnancies, but you're not seeing them every day. Like it's not as common as you would think. So you have to make sure you have a doctor that at least feels confident in what they're doing. All right, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is prenatal screening. So it's very common these days that a lot of those that are pregnant will do cell-free DNA, which is blood tests or blood work on the mom that tells you the genetics of the baby. But it's just not as accurate with a twin pregnancy as it is if you had one baby. So you can still do it. It's just not going to be as good as determining if both of your babies have Down syndrome or trisomy 13 because it's getting fetal cells from your bloodstream. So let's say one baby is putting out more fetal cells than the other. It might not pick up a chromosomal abnormality in the other child. And it just makes it more complicated. A lot of times you don't get enough DNA altogether and the report of those self Free DNA testing is actually it's not really accurate. They don't have enough cells to test. So a lot of times you'll get that answer, but you can still do it and see what you get. 
The most common way that we make sure that twins are okay in terms of a genetic standpoint as best as we can is ultrasound. So we are looking directly at the babies. We look at their the thickness at the back of their neck called the nuchal translucency on each baby, measuring that for the risk of Down syndrome. And then the other markers for Down syndrome that we do on singleton babies, we just do it with each baby individually. There's also blood work that can be done that's separate from this cell-free DNA or non-invasive prenatal screening. And these this is also blood work on mom that looks at different factors in the first trimester and second trimester um, for chromosomal abnormalities. So everything, nothing is 100%, okay? So nothing, even if you had one baby, isn't 100%. It's just a little less accurate with twins when you're looking at blood work. So we are, we really as obstetricians and for you parents out there that have twins or are thinking you might have twins in the future, we really strongly rely on, you know, our ultrasound in combination with the blood work in order to give us the best idea of how chromosomally normal a twin gestation pregnancy is. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say about twin pregnancies. There's so much. And like I said, each type of twin pregnancy is different. Each mom is different. Have you had a baby before? Have you had a vaginal delivery before? Was your first baby a C-section and now you want to V-back with twins? These are all really great questions that are specific to what you need to ask your OBGYN and find out what you can do in your situation. Um, so this is all I want to talk about with twin pregnancies today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I don't in any way want it to scare you from a twin pregnancy or deter you. Um, twin pregnancies are fabulous when both babies are born healthy and strong. I mean, it's one of the most amazing things to witness that our bodies can do that. It's crazy, but there are risks. So that's what I'm just here to talk to you about. But when it's beautiful, it's really beautiful. So thank you guys so much for listening. Catch me at Four Vaginas Only on Instagram and on TikTok. You can also email me at drc at fvonly.com. And I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast episode. Bye.